broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take. It's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 244. I'm Schmitty. I'm Zion. And I'm Zoop. Colin, of course, uh, is not with us this week. Unfortunately, he had uh, had Soviet Tadurkin. And uh, as we all know, in Mother Russia, the Tadurkin stuffs you. (laughs) I was thinking it was just a prolonged turkey coma that he never came out of. But, you know, you make it sound so much more graphic. Well, you know, that's how they roll over there. Uh, we want to give a shout out to our friends over at truckradio.net, cryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, stitcher.com, 4814 web hosting, and Eagle Moss Limited. You know, even though I know that list doesn't change from week to week, it feels like it gets longer and longer to say. Doesn't it? It's kind of messed up, isn't it? I think you're just getting older. <laughs> so it seems longer. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of that, someone is now over the hill. <laughs> hey, hey, 40 is like the new 20 says a 40 year old yeah you know it's really weird though speaking of 20 year old does that mean i'm 16 <laughs> I, I was at the mall yesterday with my wife for black friday shopping and i was standing in line at vanity which is a women's clothing store waiting to pay for all the stuff that my wife had purchased while she was off looking at other stuff and this 20 year old girl turned around and looked at me and smiled i'm like okay that was kind of creepy whatever and then she turns around and starts complimenting me on how nice i look and I was wearing a, a, a very nice jacket, which adds like plus 15 to my hotness, which brings it up to 15. <laughs> Schmidt, is um, it just me or does this sound increasingly like a I'm still with it, I still got it, I'm still hot conversation? <laughs> no, and, and the thing, the whole time I was thinking, I'm old enough to be your dad. <laughs> it was not right. It really was not right. And my wife is just watching from across the store giggling. Denial is not just a river in Egypt. Yeah, there's no denial going on here. I've never been all that. I've never been hip. I've never been what they call with it. So, yeah. You know what's really funny is the fact that as we do get older, it's like, I I have no doubt that you, at age 40, today, tonight, actually, as we're recording this, he's actually aging right in front of us people. Schmidt and I can see Zahner getting older by the minute. My hair is becoming more gray as we speak. (laughs) He he chose poorly. Um, Like the Crypt Keeper on Tales from the Crypt. (laughs) But um, it's like, oh, yeah, I don't feel that much older. I'm 34 myself. I'm the youngest one on the team. Well, except for dead, dead Colin. Um, but I don't feel that old either. It's like, yeah, I feel like I'm 20. And then I hang out with 20-year-olds. And I go, nope, I am definitely not 20. I am way past that stage in my life. It, it's really weird, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, even being 40 years old, I still have a cape on my pajamas. So take that. Okay. Anyway, the feedback. <laughs> it's like, how do I even respond to that? There's no way to respond to that. Um, so last week, I f- completely missed a bit of feedback that Ruff had sent in. I, I sent it on glues, and I completely forgot about Ruff's, and I feel really bad about that. So I'm going to read it now. And, of course, he's still going on about Australia, as Australians are wont to do, I guess. <laughs> I, I'm I'm laughing, Ralph. That's not serious. Uh, guys, still here. Just caught up with work, life, balance stuff. Regarding Australia as a penal colony, 100% true, and I am not denying it. I am proud of it. We ended up with a country full of people who will try anything. And in regards to backwards, Australia is trailing the world with internet speed, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but we aren't happy about it. We want bigger pipes. 
BTW, American Declaration of Independence, 1776, First Fleet to Australia, 1787. These are related as England used to send her convicts somewhere else before 1776. Guess where? Cheers, rough. So (laughs) here's the funny thing. And maybe it's just because I didn't stay awake during American history class. I don't remember ever learning that. I thought this was some kind of Aussie propaganda he was trying to spin. Something that Australians tell themselves to feel better. I looked it up. No, he's absolutely right. (laughs) What do you think? We got pirates. (laughs) The whole Pirates of the Caribbean. Those are all comics. I I thought those were from Disney. (laughs) Most of them. Oh, okay. (laughs) Isn't Johnny Depp from France? Um... (laughs) No, I seriously, I didn't know that, though. Mm. Evidently, after we incorporated as a country, we told England we didn't want to receive any more convicts. And so England had to find a new place to dump them. And here's what here's what's always gotten me about this. While I'm reading up on this, I'm reading kind of how the first fleet went to Australia, how little they were given in terms of provisions, how many prisoners there were, Marines, families of Marines, uh, officers, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't sound like they went there to go to a prison. It honestly sounds more like, hey, um, we need to colonize a new place. And, well, we caught you stealing. So guess what? You're a colonist now. Congratulations. <laughs> it, it, it's a really weird thing. Uh, from our American mindset, that's just not how you do things. It's kind of funny. But thanks for the history lesson, Ruff. It's always good to learn something new. Mm-hmm. Um, Nathan writes, Hey, have any of you guys played the Star Wars mobile game Galaxy of Heroes? I didn't know it was possible to have an RPG with absolutely no story. The gameplay is as good as any mobile-turned RPG, but once again, it doesn't have any story. Without a story, this game is going to get monotonous quick. Also, there's no way to communicate with other players. Have a guild or a clan in this game would also help. Well, this game was made by EA, after all. Nathan. (laughs) Nathan, thank you. And yes, I did play this one um, for all of five minutes. And then I promptly uninstalled it. And it was a considerable uninstall when you consider how big the install file was. Yeah, I've been playing it for the last few days. And it kind of reminds me of Walking Dead Road to Survival, but without a story. So... (laughs) (laughs) it's star wars so i've been playing it but i don't know i honestly don't know how long i can play because i mean all you're doing is grinding and there's no real point to any of it yes i get what you mean by that that just was a real bad mental image i know what i said (laughs) have you noticed that there's been an influx of games to the android and ios stores that are just basically the same game mechanic that they're just throwing new IPOs on constantly. I keep getting an ad for like Star Trek gem game. (laughs) I I, I kid you not. This is just a standard gem game, but they slapped a Star Trek skin onto it. And it's like, yeah, it's like modern day slot machines. Where it's the same slot machine. Just thousands of gem games. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then in the, in the era of flappy bird, there were hundreds of flappy bird knockoffs. I think I went through the Google Play Store and counted up to about six or seven dozen different versions of Flappy Bird. Like Flappy Bear, Flappy Chicken, Flappy whatever. Flappy Bear. <laughs> yeah. If, if you could, if, I mean, you say Flappy and then like anything after that, and there was a version for that. And that's how ridiculous it was. Anyway, yeah, gem, gem games are, are where it's at now. And apparently storyless RPGs, so. Yeah. I will I'm say Googling this, though. Road to Survival right is a great game. What is it? Road to Survival. Walking Dead Road to Survival. Mm, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a great game because the story is fun. You know, it's 
it's not just going through the motions or grinding, as one might say, with no point to it. There's a happy ending. Who doesn't love a good zombie apocalypse? <laughs> Zook's face was awesome. <laughs> well, okay, so trying to find... Well, you, you always said that... Uh, Schmidt just said you put flapping and then anything afterwards. It's going to find something. So I did this search, and I found that. Oh, boy. <laughs> Flappy yeah. twerking? Nice. With a review by Brian Schmidt, apparently. <laughs> the question becomes, Schmidt, what did you think that game was going to be? <laughs> no, no, that, no, I gave it a five-star review. That's not mine. <laughs> this is your evil twin. <laughs> this is my evil Brian twin with an eye. That is not me. <laughs> It's like your mirror universe twin, the one who's now on Facebook trying to fr- friend all your old acquaintances. Yeah, he's the Bizarro Schmitty. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Bizarro Schmitty. Okay, um, well, into our headlines. Well, first off, it is after Thanksgiving now. Um, Schmitty, did you get any Black Friday shopping in? No, I, I'm done with all my shopping. Got it all on. Yeah, me Amazon. too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Zoner? Um, yeah, I did some. I went bought some clothing uh bought a gift for my wife on amazon yeah that's about all i did you know it's kind of funny because every year we've been doing this show we always come back with a theme for the year you know a geek gift guide what's hot that year what's really coming out what's making it big i remember in years past we had wearables had drones had TVs. Remember when TVs really took a huge tumble in prices and yep. uh, they really flooded the market? I, it Maybe it's just me because, again, like Schmitty, I already have all my shopping done. But I didn't really catch any theme this year other than Star Wars. That was it. Yeah, it was Star kind Wars. of, um, yeah, there wasn't much. And the deals weren't that great either. But there was a lot of Star Wars out there. Every Ooh. store that I walked into, they had Star Wars. Which is fine by me. Schmidt, you were going to say something there? Sorry. Well, yeah, it does, it does kind of seem that, um, I mean, one year it was wearables, one year it was tablets. But I, I think this year, it, there there is definitely, you're, you're starting to see a lot more um, a lot more market flooding of technology. I mean, you have, uh, you have tablets up the wazoo. You have uh, uh, smart watches coming out like crazy. We we're going to talk about some later on. But um, it, it just seems like, we're getting to the point where technology is everywhere. I mean, we, we, we've said that every year, but right. I mean, you can't get away from it now. We, we had to buy a seven port USB charger because we have so many devices in our house. Now it's like, it's becoming so ubiquitous that you can't get away from them now. And so I, I think because of that, there's not really any one thing that, that people are focusing on. It's just, electronics everywhere <laughs> yeah no i i'm right there with you and, and zana like you said not a lot of deals the only thing that i found and I, I didn't look for it i was just in the store and it was there talking to me literally mm-hmm. um that i didn't expect it was a and i'm sending you guys a link right now it is a star wars battle buddy you remember that uh you know my my buddy and kid sister style toy mm-hmm. from, yes. from the 80s uh, some of you younger listeners may not remember it. This is a Star Wars battle buddy. It's four feet tall. They have stormtroopers and Darth Vader. Oh, I saw those. Those are awesome. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what they're for, though. I don't know, uh, to the, take up space is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're cool for like a for like a 
collector's point of view, like if I'm if I'm going to decorate my office and I have a hundred bucks to spare, I'll I'd get one of these maybe. I don't I don't see it being a toy though. I don't know. I definitely don't see it being a toy. I don't see it being a decoration either. It's not going on a shelf. And unless I feel like having the Sith scared out of me every time I walk into my office and there's a Darth dwarf there in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I think they prefer the term Darth little people. <laughs> I, well, I'm, just, I'm just saying that's as tall as my kid. I knew Anakin was short, but... (laughs) You know, if it was up to me, though, if I'm going to have a four-foot Darth Vader, I may as well get a seven-foot Darth Vader. You might as well, you know? I mean, for an extra 400 bucks, sure. (laughs) Now, as a battle buddy, I I, I kind of thought for a moment, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's like something you can spar with your toy lightsaber against. And then I realized, no, that's dumb. They're they're not going to sell you, like, a a sparring partner battle bot for $100. I don't well, know what the point should. of this toy is. I I, I've seen the way my sons play with their figurines like this. They, they, they smash them up against other figurines or cars and stuff. If you smash this up against something else, it's going to break it. Or yeah. you're going to break bones. This isn't a battle buddy. This is a, an ER visit waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? He threw his action figure at me. Well, first off, son, nice arm. I mean, the fact that you're able to heft that at all. Second off, let's go get your sister to the ER. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks cool, but I, I don't see it as a toy. No. Okay, into our actual headlines now, which have nothing to do with Thanksgiving or Christmas or anything we've talked about here. Oh, this one might, because you do have to do some walking after what you just ate. Well, yeah, but you also have to move to Malawi first. Um, <laughs> or Kenya. <laughs> Bitwalk is a new idea to... Well, it's not a new idea, but it's a new way of doing it. The idea is, is that using a um, a personal tracker, like a wearable, like a, a Fitbit, you can track how far you walk. Well, that's not new. But what's new about this is that they're going to pay you in Bitcoin based upon how far you walk. So a Bitwalking dollar would be about 10,000 steps. Works out to about five miles per Bitwalking dollar, and you get capped at three Bitwalking dollars a day. I'd never hit that cap. <laughs> I would never hit that cap. I bet it's walking. <laughs> it's walking, so you can't do it while you're in the car, and you can't do it when you're on a treadmill. No, actually, yeah, no, you, yeah, you could, could, right? My, my yeah. Fitbit works on the treadmill. Right, because yeah. it's not pulling GPS. It's pulling that, that walking motion. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you know what I'd do? Build a robot. <laughs> just a robot arm like a paint shaker arm just going like that with it all day long <laughs> you're, you're still capped at the three bit walking dollars a day though so how much really, would that really be worth well a, a, a bit dollar a bit a bitcoin one bitcoin what is the current going worth right now uh, hey cortana bit, what's the dollar walking. value of a bitcoin right now oh we'll i was actually says. looking that up the other day how do i not know that off the top of my head now I don't know. These are bitwalking dollars, though. They're they're not one bitwalking dollar is not equivalent to one bitcoin. From True, my understanding. A, a bitcoin is three hundred and fifty four dollars and seventy two cents. Yeah, but they're not, they're not saying how much how many bitcoins a bitwalking dollar is, and I'm sure it's not a one to one. So that would that be awesome. Said, if it were a one to one, yeah, that'd totally be worth it. Uh, I'd go buy a Fitbit and a robot right now, but. Um, I don't and think move that's to Malawi. If you already have a Bitcoin or a, a Fitbit and you already have a robot and you already live in Malawi, Kenya, or Japan. Oh, and the United Kingdom. Okay. But there's, there's that. More people. This is really specific. 
Yeah. <laughs> then, then yeah, then that's a that's a good thing. I mean, I I would do this if this were offered. You know, if I already had a Fitbit. I don't know, but it's not. It sounds cool. They're trying to encourage more people to get out and walk. Yeah, I was I was saying if we could bring this here and combine this with ingress. <laughs> yeah. The weird thing about that though um, is. In Malawi, for example, an average worker earns $45 a month. This would allow them to double their income. That's crazy. I got to ask, and this may sound terribly racist of me, but how many people in Malawi, I mean, if they're that poor, have a Fitbit? That's an excellent question, and I'm betting not a lot. Maybe Maybe it's all a ploy to get them to buy a Fitbit. That's possible. I'm looking at it this way. Uh... They're probably going from the point of view of, of test markets because remember when the uh, wasn't Project Ara was it Project Ara they started out in Puerto Rico yeah I believe so and yeah. and it's because they it, it was a market that wasn't really heavily saturated um, and not a lot of people were going to be buying it anyway and then we learned that like there was a thousand unit cap or something and so it was like the perfect test place for them because they weren't going to hit that cap you know so they were safe kind of. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the reason. But hmm. but they they did open up Japan and United Kingdom for it. It's an odd thing. Again, uh, yeah. we keep mentioning that, but Bitwalking is only available in Japan, Kenya, Malawi, and United Kingdom. That's quite a spread. Yeah, that, that's just kind of odd. Maybe those are the four places that have plants that they're making them. I don't know. <laughs> they're the only four places with with Fitbits. <clears throat> um, in other wearable te- tech. Last week we talked about the LG Urbane 2 and how it was canceled just out of nowhere. We have an actual statement now from LG and I'm calling shenanigans on it. Shenanigans, I say. Because they said that they've canceled it due to image quality issues. Okay. It's Fair a watch. Enough. How bad does the image quality have to be on something that small for it to be canceled? Well, let me say its actual quote here. During aggressive testing over thousands of hours under severe conditions, it was revealed that this component failed to meet LG's quality standards and could potentially impact our image quality over the life of device of the device. So maybe not image quality, over their image. So instead of one dead pixel per year, it was two dead pixels per week? Um, I think that was the... Uh uh, the standard for tablets is uh, if you don't get more than one dead pixel per year, then it's it's keeping up with with its expectancy. I don't know. So maybe it's more for a watch. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Now, the Urbane 2 was the first one to actually have a screen on it. It was an OLED screen that had a 480 by 480 resolution. And on a 1.3-inch round face, that means it's a 490 PPI screen. So that's a really high-resolution screen for such a small area. I guess it just wasn't up to snuff, or... I don't know. All I th- I'm still thinking that there's something else going on here because, like we talked about last week, it's just weird for a company to just up and cancel the entire launch and saying that it's off the table indefinitely. Yeah. So who knows if we'll see an Urbane 3 or if we'll see a relaunch of Urbane 2 with a different type of screen. Who knows? It, who knows? No word right now. Um, in other Android Wear news, and this one is surprising to no end for me, uh, the Fossil Watch has been announced, a price, and screenshots of it. Now, I say this is a surprise to me because months ago, I want to say, when we first caught wind that Fossil was making a smartwatch, 
oh, does anyone remember what I actually said? I, I want to say it was along the lines of, why on earth would anyone buy a fossil watch? Something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something along those lines. Yeah, we're not real keen on it. Fossil watches are kind of cheap. They're kind of gaudy. I know they cost as much as other watches, but to watch aficionados, they're, they might as well be slap bracelets. <laughs> but I gotta say, this watch called the Q Founder, stupid name, is a beautiful watch. Uh, it really, really meets that look of, yes, this is a watch. Oh, it's a watch with a digital screen on it, but it's still a watch first. Yeah, definitely looks high quality. Um, I I would buy it. Yeah. Now, it does have the flat tire that the Moto 360 has. That means that the uh, the bottom section of the face around the 6 cuts off, and that's where they put the sensors. Uh, so, like, proximity sensor and light sensor are placed down there. Uh, that's mainly because of the metal bezel. They couldn't put the sensors in the bezel. Um, and, you know, honestly, it bugged me on the Moto 360, but I think it's because the casing of the 360 almost emphasized it. I don't mind it so much here. Well, you know, somebody did come out for the 360 and they built like little cityscapes and things on it to make it actually look useful or or attractive rather. So, maybe someone will do that here on the Fossil Watch. You well, know, it is running Android Wear, so it could. Yeah. But uh, yeah. this no, no, will start I, I, I get what Zig says because I mean with the with the way the bezel is designed, um it it takes a lot less takes emphasis off of the the flat tire <laughs> yeah yeah no right there with you uh, now this one will start at 275 dollars which is not a horribly out of the price uh, out of the ballpark range of pricing um the watcher bane is 350 moto 360 is 300 tag hewers is 1500 so 275 is it's modest it's good it has inductive charging and it comes with the charger and and i'm not sure i believe this yet only because we've been promised this before but it claims it has a 24-hour battery life, yeah. which is quite the claim for a smartwatch <laughs> right now. Usually when we see claims like that, it, it it's a 24-hour battery life for the first couple days, and then it like cuts in half after that. Yeah. <laughs> it's 24 hours if you never use it, exactly. if you leave it turned off. <laughs> and sitting on the charger. <laughs> It'll last for 24 hours on the charger. <laughs> Good <Yes>. job. <laughs> It loses charge to thermodynamics. It's just physics, you know? <laughs> okay. Thermodynamics? Um, Don't we have one related to thermonuclear? <laughs> yes, it's called the Apple Watch. <laughs> it's a hand um, warmer. <laughs> so a gentleman, where is he? Is he in Denmark? Is that where I read this? I don't know. What and my connection has just dropped to a crawl. The picture looks gruesome. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, Yes, here he is. He is from Denmark. I can't uh, pronounce his name, so I won't try. Jürgen Moritzen. Wow. Good job, Schmitty. Yeah. Well, we don't know if it's a good job. It just sounded like a good job. <laughs> hey, you know what? He said it with authority. I'll take it. I said it with a German accent, so I probably slaughtered it. <laughs> what? Der Schmidt cannot say it? <laughs> um, okay, so he has posted pictures of a massive scar on his wrist and another scar on his opposing hand, which he says happened from an, an Apple watch and the metallic Milanese loop band. The, the burn on his other hand happened. He said when he tried to take the glowing watch off of his wrist and burned his hand with it. Uh, now, according to him, uh, according to reports, there is a witness who corroborates the story. And the funny thing is here on one hand, 
I'm, I'm calling shenanigans, which is my, my word of the episode. Because we saw this before with the Galaxy S3, remember? Yeah, and he was just using the wrong charger for it. Uh, well, I, I want to say he put it in the microwave first. Okay. <laughs> that one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that I remember. That was a shenanigan. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a shenanigan. Um, and then there was the guy who, uh, who charged it in between the, the seat cushions in his car, and it blew up the battery. And it turned out that he had also microwaved it slightly to get the water moisture out because he had <laughs> dropped it in the sink. That's right. So there are, there's plenty of cases where people are faking these things. The only reason why I th- I, I'm giving this a bit of credibility is because it turns out he actually reported this to Apple a while ago, in October. Okay. He said he only came forward to it uh, to investigators when Apple basically just blew him off, saying, "No, it's not us. That, that's nothing. It's not us. Forget about it." Did they tell and him he, as he was he wearing says, it wrong? As he's saying, he's like, I'm, I'm not out for revenge. I'm not trying to get any money. I'm just really disappointed in the customer service I've gotten, and this is a problem. My only thoughts of it are, well, okay, not my only thoughts, but my first thoughts are, I mean, looking looking at the, the pictures of his wounds, they, they look like wounds that have, have been able to, they've taken a long time to form. Those are wounds of, of something that's been sitting on your wrist for hours, and I I. I want to think that that anyone in their right minds would take off the watch as soon as they start to feel excessive heat. This is this looks like it has had excessive heat for hours, and I mean, I I I would remove the watch after just a minute of excessive heat, thinking that there's something wrong. So I I I think I want to go calling shenanigans too because I don't think any human in the right mind would do that. I don't disagree with you. But I have personally had uh, instances where I've electrocuted myself, and I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it until the the, the wound had actually formed inside my skin. The hmm. current had passed into my fingers, and I didn't feel it. I felt just kind of this weird little tingle. I didn't realize I had actually been shocked heavily. And a burn wound formed inside my skin, which then ached for weeks. Okay. Is so this like possible? burn type of thing. Yeah. Is this possibly something along the lines of the frog in the boiling water? That's it's fine. possible. Where he just, it was burning him and he didn't realize it because it was so gradual. And then all of a sudden he's like, holy crap, my arm is like branded now. I am officially a member of the Mac cult. Oh. <laughs> That'd be really bad to have like a maiden Cupertino <laughs> brand mark right there on his wrist forever. Well, you know, these Apple fanboys are serious. <laughs> Jeez. Just wait till the new Apple glasses. Just put that right on your forehead. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty pretty gruesome, and I I think it's probably legitimate here. I don't think the guy's out looking for something, especially since he reported this quite a while ago. I mean, a few months ago. Well, and, see, and 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 we lose any benefit of the argument because if Apple had just come out and said, "Yes, we received it, uh, we investigated it, it didn't hold any merit," that'd be one thing. And instead, you're exactly right, Zoner. It's like, well, maybe this guy's right. I mean, it's been over a month, and Apple hasn't done anything or said anything about it. And the last time something like this happened was Apple Maps, and they refused to comment on it for a while. Until they fix it. Yeah. Well, every time anybody complains about anything, Apple, this is always the standard response. They, There is no response. You're holding it wrong. <laughs> yeah, until they come out and they blame it on the user. Oh, well, you don't like how Apple Maps is. You're driving wrong. You don't like how your reception is. You're holding it wrong. I oh, mean, my gosh. I can't wait for spring, you guys. At the next Apple conference, 
the iWatch 3, we listened to people and we innovated a brand new innovative timepiece that no longer well now that, that has 90% less flesh searing capabilities. <laughs> <laughs> At least this time it will brand the Apple logo on your wrist. Which of- is preferable for these <laughs> Apple people. <laughs> I, I think though, and, and not to just bash on Apple for it, we got to think about this because we're in a whole new world of wearables now. My my wristwatch has a tiny little 1.5 volt battery, and it's 1.5 volts, but it's such a low wattage, such a low amperage. It's to run my battery. It's to run my watch for like five, six, seven years. These smartwatches take power. Yeah. And the more we shove into them, and the more we expect them to do, they're hot. The hotter they're going to get. My cell phone starts to overheat when I start doing really intensive gaming sessions. Yeah. Ingress warms my my phone up considerably. And I think we need to face the possibility that this is going to be something that needs to be addressed in wearables if they're going to take off. That's true. I agree. Yeah. So. I agree cuz I don't think people are going to uh I mean, they're not going to let this slide. People let Apple Maps slide up to a point. They let the... Right up until that Australian slide. family died out in the wilderness. Yeah. I mean, people people will let Apple get away with a lot of stuff. Having the flesh burned off of your arm, I don't think that's going to go a long ways. I, I don't think well, they're going to be able to keep it under wraps. I, I see a new um, product in the works here. I mean, with the, with the iPhone... What was the iPhone 5... Uh, the bumper the, case? No, yeah, like the bumper case they made for it. With this one, I see they they sell you like a a, a wrist guard heat sink for it. So you wear it, you put on your heat sink, you know, as a like a, a grieve or something, and then you put your watch on it, and it could even have an external battery. There you go. <laughs> see what? See it's it sells itself. It looks like a pit boy, but. <laughs> there Heck, you I'd go. wear that all the time. Make it look totally. like those cowboy that cowboy and aliens like. Gauntlet. <laughs> that would be so cool. Hey, I'd buy an Apple Watch if they sold that with it. Totally. Projectile weapon included. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where do we go from here? Let's go to um, PlayStation 4. Sure. Um, which, hey, by the way, it's not in our show notes, but uh, Zoner thought it'd be interesting to bring up. They actually officially passed 30 million units sold. Yes. Congrats. Good job, PlayStation, I guess. Uh, yeah, so somebody's out there buying it. It's not me. Um, okay, so there's an unauthorized piece of software that you can uh, you can get running on your computer that will allow you to remotely play games from your PlayStation on your PC. It utilizes a, a backdoor technique to trick the PlayStation into pairing with your computer. Now, right now, your PlayStation can already do this to Sony's Xperia phone and Xperia tablet which seems oddly limited, but in no way surprising coming from Sony. If you have an Xbox One, you can do this to any Windows 10 device. If you have a PlayStation 4, you can only do it to those two Sony devices. Well, this this app basically pretends it is one of those two Sony devices and allows you to play it to any PC, currently on Windows 10. That's pretty cool. That, that is, is kind of cool. Now, I want to know... I want to know if Sony's going to pull an Apple here and come out with their own version of this exploit, say, in the next six months, well, they, their own brand of it. They kind of have to. I mean, it, PlayStation and, and Xbox have, have been at it for a while now in, with the console wars, you know, backwards compatibility. And, well, PS, 
still hasn't gotten on that bandwagon yet. But I mean, they're battling back and forth for so many things and, and trying to be the console. I kind of think Sony has to do that in order to, to stay afloat. Well, I would, I would agree, but Sony doesn't have to do anything and they've often proven to us that they're stupid. (laughs) Well, no, I'm I'm serious. Who's ever going to do online gameplay? That's just ridiculous. Oh, you mean Xbox Live is actually working? Who's ever going to want a hard drive on their machine? That's just stupid. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, we better start <laughs> shipping out hard drives. And let's not forget who's ever going to not want their credit card and username information <laughs> hacked. Because, you know, how was I not involved in that or... breach? Because you don't have a PlayStation 4. Oh, that's right. Oh, back in the days when we had the Sony hack of the week. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Good uh, that feels like a lifetime ago. I oh, know that was that was yeah that was three years ago. So I I think that they should do this. I don't think they will. I, I'm just saying, Sony should release an official application for Windows t- so they can stream games to any Windows PC. It would just make sense. I don't think they will because it's Sony. Yeah, it, there, there's reasons for them not to do it, uh, allowing them to only stream to. It, their own devices means that people are going to buy those devices if they want that capability. Um, but on the other hand, allowing people to play PlayStation games on a computer is bring, going to bring more people to PlayStation, I would think. I mean, that's one of the main reasons I love my Xbox, because I, if the if the TV's being usurped, I can go play it, play on my laptop. And, yeah. I don't just know. so. I mean, the Xbox app for Windows 10 is insane. It's basically your Windows, da- your, sorry, your Xbox dashboard right there. I can see all my friends. I can see my messages. I can see saved game clips. Sony, why not just bring that out? Have the PlayStation Home portal right there on your PC, always accessible. Oh, I just thought about this. What What if Microsoft isn't allowing them to do it? That's. I mean, I, I just thought of that on a whim, but and it's probably not true but there's a chance that it's i imagine that it's not true only because microsoft has had themselves backhanded so many times for exercising you know control like that yeah google and apple do it all the time but microsoft is real gun shy about doing that but it but it would ensure that xbox stays on top of the console wars so i mean they're pulling some shenanigans to to get this to shenanigans i say (laughs) Those ne'er do wells. Something I thought of. Those <laughs> ruffians, rapscallions, brigands. The downfall of PlayStation. <laughs> PlayStation ruffians. <laughs> um, okay, uh, into some other not so fun stuff. You remember Lenovo's Superfish problems? Uh, what was that like a year ago? Yeah. About yeah. Early, earlier this beginning of this year, I think. Anyway. Well, Dell has something like that as well. Hmm. Yeah, it's a Superfish-like certificate. Um, it basically allows them to always keep certain software on there or push new software on whenever needed. The problem is is that it's an actual part of the Dell Foundation services, unlike the Lenovo Superfish. So the difference is, is that it's actually part of Dell software that needs to run on your laptop. Not cool, mm-hmm. Dell. Which means, well, on on the plus side, though, if you completely reimage your machine, your Dell laptop, the, this is gone. It's not like actual Superfish that was built in, baked into the BIOS, or or am I incorrect? No, you're you're right. And Dell has released instructions on how to remove it. So, 
I mean, points to them for responding so quickly and giving an actual authorized way on how to remove it if you want. But this means, I think this points to the fact that this is probably happening across all manufacturers. Yeah. I mean, if this is happening to Lenovo and to Dell, and let's be honest, HP fans, you know HP is just installing loads of crap on your PC at every moment. HPs have so much bloat right out of the box. It's ridiculous. Uh, Not just the PCs. I was surprised my Asus has as much bloat as it does. I mean, HP printers. You install an HP printer, you immediately have seven shortcuts. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, but at least it's easy to get more ink. (laughs) (laughs) And HP games using Wild Tangent. Yay. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. I forgot about Wild Tangent and the horribleness that that I is. just gave you, like, you have P- PTSD, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Trying to get that off my mom's computer. Hey, at least it's not EA, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm waiting for that headline. I'm waiting for EA to announce that they've acquired Wild Tangent Games, and everyone's just like, yeah, you're evil. It's, you're not even hiding it anymore. <laughs> do we, Wild do we know that they don't own Wild Tangent? Is that, like, documented somewhere? Because maybe they just own them under the table. Schmidt, you just said origin wild tangent, and I seriously just got chills. That's like the most terrifying thing you could say. You almost had another stroke based on those words. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And Where's you need to run it up? if you want any EA game installed. Oh, man. <laughs> That's I'm terrifying. Just, I'm just waiting for the day for EA's crap and wild tangent-like stuff, all that bloat, to finally make the jump over to consoles. Do you think that the consoles console? would allow it? <laughs> If they made their own console, then they, we wouldn't have a say in it. Oh, I yeah. Mean, Steam you, is getting a console, so... Can you imagine anyone buying a Wild Tangent box? <laughs> that's like, it, that's like your grandma like went to Savers, and she's like, well, you're always playing those video games, and this one's like it, right? So I got it for you. It was on sale for $15. It's, it's like those $10 ar- arcade USB things that you buy. You plug right into the RCA connectors, and that'd be what it is. It's, it's Wild Tangent $10... They couldn't afford the rights to Bomberman, so they have their own knockoff called Jihad Man that you can play. <laughs> and back it's a religious because game. no one owns the rights. It's not a violent game, it's a religious game. Right. <laughs> That's just shenanigans there is what that is. I'm still waiting for someone to actually make like a, a Bible conversion game like Rod and Todd playing The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Crusaders. Yeah. <laughs> Find the heathen. Uh, <laughs> okay, wow. sp- hey, speaking of Windows 10, uh, they just released a ma- ra- rather large fall update, which happily broke a whole lot of everything. I'm... Okay, so, all cards on the table here. I love Windows 10. I have it installed on every machine I use, except for my media center, because I need Windows Media Center installed. So it's running 8.1. I've used Windows 10 on my tablet... I have Windows 10 installed on my old Windows phone just to try it out. I think it's a great operating system. That being said, there are some little bugs in it. My biometric fingerprint scanner never works quite right. Occasionally, while shutting down or hibernating my laptop, it just doesn't. Uh, and instead goes into like this limbo state. Okay, little glitches like that that you know are just driver incompatibilities that will get ironed out. They're really annoying right now, but they're not permanent. That hasn't kept people from just throwing the hate at it, as people do. Well, as if to prove them right, Microsoft released a fall update that goes in and randomly uninstalls programs from your computer. 
this is not malicious. This is quite random. Yeah. Um, at first, you would think that you know it's uninstalling, maybe ill-gotten wares or whatever. But no, it's it's just. I mean, these are these are legitimate uh, applications that people have installed. Sometimes they're video drivers or things like you know that you need. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's 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 not going over really well so far. Yeah. Um, the, part of the problem is is that Windows 10 automatically installs updates because remember. Uh, people have proven that they are incapable of keeping their machines up to date. So if it f- thinks that its drivers or its images or its programs are more up to date than the ones you have, it'll just go and uninstall them now and install its own. This is actually precisely the reason why my fingerprint reader doesn't work on my work laptop. It's because the driver I have for it that does work is two years old. And it keeps saying that, no, the brand new driver they have is the one that needs to be used. And it doesn't work. So every time I roll the driver back, it works again until the next day when Windows goes, nope, I'm going to override that and use my own driver. This update basically flipped the switch and said, okay, don't just do that for drivers now. Do it for full applications. So not not, not a good choice on Microsoft's part, at, in the least. But we'll deal with it for now, I guess. <laughs> I, I sound like I really want this to work. Windows, you and I go back really far. I really just want it to work. <laughs> I know. I was watching True Lies, actually, earlier tonight, and I kind of giggled with glee at the very beginning. I don't know if you guys remember it, but Arnold breaks into like this terrorist meeting, and he boots up Windows 3.1 in Arabic. <laughs> oh, memories. Yeah. It was a simpler time. Back when you could laugh at terrorists in a movie. <laughs> Fire them on the nose of a missile. Uh blow them up with a harrier until a pelican lands on their truck and drops them into the water. Yeah. Wacky, yeah. wacky terrorists. Um, okay. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, though. As much as Windows... I mean, Windows could completely go, like, all buggy and all, you know, haywire, and I still won't switch to, to OS X. And it's not because I don't like OS X. It's just because I've never used it before. I would actually go to Linux. But uh, that's that's a conversation for another time. I would go Ubuntu before I went to OS X. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so in fun acquisition news, Apple has bought FaceShift. That's a company you've probably never heard of by name, but you've seen what they do. FaceShift... Shift, whoa. FaceShift <laughs> is the company that uses the motion capture tech for Star Wars. They do the facial motion capture. Oh, now we talked about this a while back where Lucasfilm was able and Industrial Lights and Magic were able to use this technology to capture people in real time and immediately render the character, thereby saving incredible amounts of animation. They could just do it. Oh, I didn't quite like that. Let's do it again. Okay, make him look more surprised. And it rendered so quickly that they could just do it as if they were filming a normal scene. Interesting that Apple should buy them, right? Yeah, what is Apple planning with this? You know, one cool thing about this is, you know, usually when you see motion capture, you've got the sensors all over your body or whatever. They don't have this with face shift. It's just a camera looking at you and it does what you do. What What is the end game here? I mean, this is really, this is interesting to well, me. Well, let's not forget that Apple, uh, Apple founder Steve Jobs was also a founder of Pixar. Yes, that he was always into computer animation and that a lot of the technologies Pixar used are actually owned by Apple. 
at least in, in patent sense. They're not used by them. But I think it goes beyond that. I want to say that they're probably planning something for their line of iMacs, MacBooks, and iOS devices. What if you could look at your device and the camera is able to interact with you or track your face and exactly where you're reading and what you're doing and how you respond based on that, based on these algorithms? We saw the same thing happen when they purchased a company whose name I can't remember now, and they brought out Siri as a result. Yeah. You know, Siri wasn't built in-house. It was an acquisition. They could also probably tell what your reactions are to certain ads and know better what it, what ads to, to give you. What ads you're more likely to. <laughs> you to see those ads that. pop up and they just see the look of disgust on your face. Oh, why isn't my ad blocker working? Oh, <laughs> oh right. Apple. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I see cool. another cool application for it. I mean... It, they, uh, well, what am I trying to say? Video chatting is becoming more, uh, more ubiquitous lately. I mean, especially with things like Twitch, where people are starting to stream their games and stuff. A lot of people don't want to have their own face plastered out there for everyone to see. So I see this as as a way to, you know, have. Remember, remember the voice changers you had back in uh, Xbox? Was it Xbox the original that had? You could change your voice to like. Uh, it was in the and it was in Halo too. Yeah, you could change your voice, and and so I can see that with with video chat, you could change your face, make yourself look like uh, a lion or a bear or Michael Jackson. I don't know, whatever you wanted, and then people wouldn't see your real face; they would just see you as the avatar you chose. So I think that would be cool. That would be cool. Hmm. I hadn't thought of that. Hey, Zoner, um, when's the last time you stayed at a Hilton? I don't believe I've stayed at a Hilton any time recently. I'm more of a Marriott guy. And Are you sure? I am sure. <laughs> because I have it on good authority that you must have stayed at a Hilton because they've because been hacked. Because they got hacked. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually checked. I have not stayed at any of the Hiltons, any of the Sheraton, nothing that was involved in this hack, which surprises me. Because, as we know, that's what happens to me. As end of the year rolls around, I get another year of identity theft protection. Or credit mm-hmm. monitoring. Uh, Hilton says that uh, they have confirmed that malware did get into their payment system uh, and got data between November 18th and December 5th in 2014 and between April 21st and July 27th of 2015. It didn't expose addresses or PIN codes, but it did get card numbers, security codes, names. So, yay. Yeah, I'm really surprised I didn't get hit by this one. I'm grateful that I didn't get hit by this one, but I'm, I'm still surprised. This sounds like the exact same exploit that uh, that took Target. In a way, yeah. So, huh, Wasn't that some people? contractor that introduced that or something? I can't even yeah. remember. It was a contractor that introduced some introduced a uh, some malware into the the POS systems. Yeah, point of right. sale. Yeah, that's not piece of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's point of sale. You're right. Okay. Although piece of works just fine. Since yeah, it's still accurate. It. it still applies. Yeah. Um, you know, Europe, that crazy, crazy cousin over to the east and their stupid right to be forgotten law. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Google has released the top 10 sites that are being really affected by it. Not surprising. Facebook is number one. Yeah, uh, 10,180 URLs have been delisted 
because of the right to be forgotten. Next up is Profile Engine, which is a Facebook crawler. Uh, then we have Google Groups, YouTube, Badu, Google Plus, uh, and Anywhere, which I have no clue what that is. Twitter, wherever went, and 192.com. Hey, can anyone, just off the top of their head, kind of guess what uh, a lot of these sites are? Uh, social networks? Yeah. Yeah, no, people are saying I that guess. they have the right to be forgotten by people that they have chosen to associate with. With content that they have chosen to post. <laughs> In most so, cases. Here's yeah, a better okay. idea, Europe. Stop posting stupid crap. <laughs> well, and, and I say most, you know, most of what they have posted is what they've chosen to post. Because, it, you know, on Facebook, it happens all the time, and sometimes even uh, Google+, Plus, where just by liking something or, or playing a game, it'll post things for you. And not that that's something to to appeal for a right-to-be-forgotten plea, but um, not everything is everyone's fault. I get that, but, but Facebook yeah. <laughs> has offered the ability to hide certain content from public feeds for forever. Yeah. And you can go back in and delete previous posts. Qu- with quotes around it. I, I mean, you can even tell it to not allow Google to index certain results. The The key is, people, is that you have to be the one to do it. Now, there's the moral argument that by default that should be enabled and that's none of Google's business or it's none of Facebook's business and that you should opt in instead of having to opt out. That's not an argument for right now because the argument could also be made that you opted in when you basically agreed to the terms of service. Yeah. But seriously, Europe, these tools have been in place since these sites first came out. Why are you wasting everyone's time? (laughs) Because it's what they do. I mean, how many times have they taken Microsoft to court? How many times are they taking Google to court? They hate technology. And I say that because they keep taking these tech companies to, to court. And, yeah, it just it doesn't surprise me. It is your fault I peed in my driveway in full view of everyone and then posted a picture of it to my Facebook. I wish that to be forgotten. <laughs> wow, dude. Uh, yeah. Blame shift much? That image is still available, by the way. <laughs> Not that I search for it on a random, regular basis, but... It's just your background. <laughs> See, that's why I don't need to search for it. <laughs> What's really crazy, and this kind of segues nicely into our last headline, a report done just recently looked back over the last 12 months of news and where people were coming from to get the news. It turns out, and this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone who thinks about it for more than a couple seconds, more people were getting news from social media than they were from actual news sites. We discussed this a bit right right in the wake of the Paris attacks, that when the last time we saw attacks of this scale... You know, when when the towers fell on September 11th, the first thing I did, I hopped on my computer and immediately pulled up, you know, BBC.com and NBC.com and CNN. I I went to the news sources to try and find all the information I could. When the Paris attacks happened, I found out through Facebook. Mm-hmm. At once, well, because people this, don't. At once, this is kind of cool, and at the other time, it's also kind of terrifying. Yeah. And, and, and we know the reason behind that. People don't spend all their their internet time on CNN.com or, you know, your local news website. You spend all your time on Facebook, right? So that's naturally where all your news is going to come from. And then if you're so inclined, then you go check out the sources. And 
Yeah, but the problem not, is, is that scrolling down. <laughs> okay, so there's there's a massive problem right now where I was linked an article on Forbes.com that talked about why um, podcasting was just so stupid, except for this one particular show. This one show is the best podcast on earth, and everyone's like, "Well, it's on Forbes, right? Forbes.com. Yeah, that that's it's Forbes. What more can you say? Well, it turns out it was a guest contributor. It was a blogger who was writing stuff for Forbes. And right there at the bottom was Forbes' disclaimer saying, we do not endorse this view. We take no responsibility for it. This is just a contributing writer's point of view. Okay? And Forbes isn't the only one who does it. CNN does it. Fox News does it. Uh, MSNBC does it. Everyone does it. And that stuff gets shared on social media as well as news. On top of it, then you have all these other quasi-news sites, pseudo-news, really propaganda machines, that are posted as if they were news on social media sites as well conservative take back America dot blogspot dot com. Okay. I just made that up, but you know, there's one out there that's like that. Yeah. There, there's, they make them up. They make them sound like news sites and then they share them on social media. And because everyone does get their news from social media, it's immediately taken as gospel. Yeah. So this is a dangerous thing. I think. Yeah. Well, it is how, many t- how many times do you see a meme? Of like some image or something that's just complete garbage that gets <laughs> shared on Facebook or whatever. Well, Schmitty never sees it, but it it's complete garbage, and it gets passed off as fact because hey, it's a meme, and so you know it's Must on the true. internet. It's got to be true. Yeah. Well, and it, I wonder if Twitter had it right. And remember, I mean, back in the good old days of Twitter, <laughs> I mean Twitter's still around, but I mean you have uh, you had news of of you know terrorist attacks or or a bomb going off or something before you saw it on on local news because you you got it through a tweet or whatever right yeah um and i i think because twitter had like has that 140 character limit people are less likely to well not less likely to but there's less clickbait on there there's more things that are that are applicable to reality i would say i don't know i i think or or am I just not seeing all the crap on Twitter? Uh, they, they they hide it a little bit better. People are outraged about this new thing that Donald Trump said. Or, or here's a real-life example. People are outraged that Starbucks uh, took Christmas off their cups. Hmm. Okay? That was an actual click um, headline on Twitter. No one was outraged. They manufactured <laughs> it. That was their manufactured clickbait. They made up a new news story and shared it out across social media. And then it became news because people were outraged that others were outraged they took Christmas off the cups. <laughs> when in reality, it probably all rolls back to one person who took a picture of their Starbucks cup and said, Oh, where's my snowflake? I liked my snowflake. I think that's actually how it did start. You know, to which one news outlet picked it up and said, you know, Starbucks has changed their cup. Another news outlet picks it up and says, people are outraged that Starbucks has changed their holiday cup. And from there, it just takes off and it becomes this clickbait headline on Twitter. He shouldn't have tweeted in all caps to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) Where's my snowflake? I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, people are more about the sensationalism than actual news. And And that's what gets spread around on social media. Yeah. So, and unfortunately, it's places like CNN that do it. It's all of them. Yeah. Oh, I it, mean, it, it is all of them. them. It's it's they're trying to stay relevant. 
back in, this is me getting preachy, but back in the day, you had to go to school to become a journalist. You had to learn how to do it, how to remain impartial, how to relate the facts, how to tell a story with all the facts while keeping your own opinion out of it. And you were held to a standard with it. And now anyone with a website and a keyboard can say whatever they want and get it passed off as news. Zoner, we talked about this. Yeah, right I mean, the- look at us. We're three idiots with microphones, and we have enough influence to single-handedly bring down BlackBerry. The crap hey, is up with it that. It really only took a stiff it's breeze. Three idiot- <laughs> idiots with good microphones, okay? That is true. We do have nice mics. <laughs> Though, to be fair, we took down BlackBerry when we were still using crappy headsets. That is true. We Baby had the steps. whole underground. <laughs> we had the grassroots movement thing there. So, anyway, that's my soapbox rant. I'm sorry, everyone. Into our favorites. Um, the trailer dropped this week for Captain America Civil War. The first Captain America, Captain America the First Avenger, was surprisingly good. It was way better than I really expected it to be. Captain America the Winter Soldier, the sequel, was one of the best superhero movies I'd ever seen. It was well-paced, it was well-written, well-thought-out, the characters were well-developed, it really took the story in a new way. I mean, sure, there were a couple plot holes, what movie isn't there plot holes in, but it was really well done. This third one looks to just continue that trend. It looks epic. Um, And even the trailer itself, this particular trailer, the music they're choosing, the pacing of it, it all seems a little bit more somber, a little bit more subdued, a little bit more restrained. Um, it's a really big character piece for Captain America, and I think it's just going to be awesome. So definitely check out the trailer if you haven't already 20 times. Awesome. Um, I know I'm next, but I dropped the ball. I don't have a favorite this week, so I will defer to Zoner. Okay. What about the Raspberry Pi you're going to buy five of for $5? Oh, okay. That can be my favorite. Yeah, the, the new Raspberry Pi Zero, which is the smallest Raspberry Pi to date. Uh, it is only $5 now. Uh, it's $5 right. inch law. It's out of stock currently, so hit your, keep your finger on that refresh button, and uh, good luck, because next time they come in stock, I will buy them out again. So <laughs> <laughs> He'll buy one or two or 30. Just 30. great, just to be sure. Yeah, great. for five bucks, how can you not? I mean, right. Um, I went and saw the Peanuts movie with my family on Thanksgiving. And, you know, I got to say, I'm a huge fan of Charles Schultz. I enjoy the original Peanuts comic strips a lot. And the movie did an amazing job, I think, of capturing the simplicity and the just the awesomeness of the original source material. But they have a website. I think it's peanutsmovie.com. That's got some different links around. You can create an avatar of yourself as a Peanuts character. <laughs> And a few other things, but the best link that they have is called the Wawa Machine. Now, if you're familiar with Peanuts TV shows or specials or movies or anything, you know that when the adults speak, it's a trombone making noise uh, as opposed to an actual adult voice. And the Wawa Machine gives you the ability to type any text you want, and it will translate it into that trombone sound that comes right back at you. So you can have a conversation with your computer and it's like you're sitting in a classroom in a Peanuts comic strip or or TV show. And it is straight up awesome. So go play with it and, I don't know, set it as your incoming voicemail greeting and confuse the crap out of whomever may call you. (laughs) 
I'm going to set that as someone's ringtone at work. All right. Well, that is our episode this week. Again, if you have any feedback, let us know. Uh, give us a call at 801-917-GEEK. Email us at feedback at stolendroids.com. Follow us on Twitter. Friend us on Facebook. Or circle us on Google+. Plus. And until next time, cheers. And the one. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.